This is Garden Variety, a horticulture podcast from Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. I'm Charity Nebbe. The produce section at your favorite grocery store is probably far more diverse than it was a couple of decades ago. As international cuisines have become part of Americans' everyday diets, demand for the vegetables used in those cuisines has skyrocketed, which leads to the question, can I grow these vegetables in my garden? Patrick O'Malley, Iowa State University Extension Horticulture Specialist, is here to answer that question when it comes to traditional Asian vegetables. Hello, Patrick. Hey. Wonderful to have you here. And you also focus a lot of your work on growing fruit. So I want to start there. You are focused mostly in eastern Iowa, but how is the fruit set looking for you this year? What's your perspective? Well, for the most part, it's looking pretty good. It looks like it might be a bumper crop. There's been a few places that had like an early May frost slash freeze that, that cut into the fruit a little bit, but for the most part, it looks really good. All right. That's good. Although I've been incredibly jealous the last couple of days as central Iowa and other parts of the state keep getting rain and we keep getting nothing or almost nothing. Are you concerned about how dry it is? As far as the fruit crop goes, not at this point. The fruit have pretty extensive root systems, so they can probably go another week or two without too much issue. But yeah, if this continues, it, it could be a problem. All right. Well, let's turn our attention to vegetables now. And uh, Patrick, you know, I I think about when I was growing up and what the produce section looked like. I'm in my 40s. Things look radically different now. It probably looks radically different from your memory. I mean, the the just the the kinds of vegetables that people want to eat has expanded dramatically, hasn't it? Yes, yes. Yes, there's quite quite diversity out there now. All right. Well, and of course, if we want to eat them, we also want to grow them. And I know that you've been growing a number of traditionally Asian vegetables for some time. Um, You know, as so many of the vegetables that we grow come from other parts of the world and and have been bred, you know, and, and have traveled and changed over time. When we think about these traditionally Asian vegetables, is there any reason they couldn't grow here? Uh, many of them can grow here, and, and ones I'm going to talk about a little bit are mainly from uh, like China, Vietnam area, Thailand, and India. All right. Well, let's uh, dive into some of these leafy vegetables. And, and I know you want to start with bok choy, which uh, on this list, I'm guessing it's probably one of, one of the vegetables that most of us are familiar with. I mean, tell me a little bit about growing bok choy. Well, what's nice about bok choy is it's a leafy vegetable, but it's pretty easy to grow, and it's, it's pretty heat tolerant. A lot of our leafy vegetables, like like lettuce in particular, sometimes doesn't do real well in heat, or, or spinach doesn't do real well in heat. But the pok the pok choy, also known as the bok choy, is is one that will tolerate the heat. And there's different uh, ways to use it. it. It's you know basically you cook the whole plant, leaf, petiole, and all. But there's different sizes of it. There's the mei ching choy, which is a smaller version, and then there's the joy choy, which is like a bigger version of it. So you. A lot of people like the smaller ones. They just seem to have a little maybe better taste to them than the, than the bigger forms of it. All right. Nice and tender. So that, that might be a great, a great way to diversify the greens in your garden to make them last through the summer. Tell me about some of the other leafy vegetables that you like to grow. Okay. Well, well the, the pak choy or the bok choy is, is actually its genus brassica and the species is rapa. Another brassica rapa is choy sum. 
In that one, where you're not really eating the, the leaves and the petioles so much, but you're eating these young developing flower stalks. Similar, sort of like with broccoli, but not quite the same, because you're eating the, the, young, the young flower shoots. In fact, these pak choy and the choy sam are, are both related to broccoli and cauliflower in, in that group as well. Different, different species, but they are all brassicas. And then another one that's kind of interesting is, is kai choy. It's also a brassica rapa, and this one is, uh, uh, you can, usually you cook it. In fact, most of these you basically cook. You could eat them raw. I mean, they're fine to eat raw, but they usually taste better cooked. The kai choy has got a, a slightly bitter taste to it, but in a pleasant way. Right. I mean, it's, it's also sometimes called mustard cabbage, right? The, the, the same species as mustard cabbage, too, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, a, a different species of brassica is, is, is a Chinese cabbage. It's, it's different than our traditional cabbage, and it's one that's, uh, uh, especially in Korea, they, that's the type of cabbage that they'll use to make the kimchi, which is actually a, a very good uh, food. It's, you know, it's, it's hot, spicy, and, and a nice addition to a meal. Right, right. And uh, I know a lot of people like to experiment with fermentation and um Creating your own kimchi can be quite, quite the adventure. Have you made kimchi? I myself have not. My my wife has. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been a little scared to eat it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're here with us today, so it must have gone okay. <laughs> I've survived it. Yes. <laughs> All right. What are some of the others? Uh, getting away from the the brassicas, uh, there's one commonly known as New Zealand spinach, and it's it's a can be kind of a spinach substitute. It's, it's kind of a creeping vine and you eat the shoot tips, but it's very heat tolerant where, our, like I said, our regular spinach just can't handle the heat like we're having now. And another one is uh, it's called shungiku or edible chrysanthemum. And it is related to the chrysanthemum. And if you can imagine what a chrysanthemum tastes like, it, it, it tastes a little bit like that. I, I'm actually having a hard time imagining what a chrysanthemum tastes like, but <laughs> but I'll I'll believe you. Um, there and you've got there are a whole a whole category of vegetables that are developed from flowers as well. We can get into those a, a little bit later on, but um, I mean I know that there are blossoms that that are eaten in in sure. many different cuisines. Many many flowers are edible. Yeah. So all right, tell me about a couple of others. Uh, finish up on the leafy vegetables. <laughs> There's vegetable amaranth. Uh, it's usually, uh, it's called amaranthus tricolor. It's usually a purple color. And so you get that anthocyanin from the purple color. You need to be a little bit careful with vegetable amaranth because it's very closely related to pigweed and water hemp. And so it could potentially be a little on the invasive side if you're not careful. But if you're eating it, it's a good thing. Okay. All right. And you've also got garlic chives on this list. Yeah, there, there's actually two types of chives. There's the regular chive that has kind of a rounded leaf. Uh, in in, in cross-section, it's rounded, where the garlic chive has got a flat leaf in cross-section. Cross and it, it's actually probably easier to grow than the regular chive. Uh, some people like it better. Some people don't like it as much because it's... It can actually be hard to digest. Mm. Well, and of course, I'm hearing uh, heat tolerance is is something that that makes a lot of these attractive. Obviously, flavor makes a lot of these attractive as well. Are they hard to come by? No, um, I mean, 
I'm I'm based here in Iowa City, and there's there's a lot of Asian grocery stores, and so you can you can find most of the stuff there. Um, two others I want to mention real quick would be uh, lemongrass. L- lemongrass is is used a lot in in Asian cooking and a nice flavor, and we can grow it here in the summer. You can actually get pieces of it from from the Asian grocery stores. And another one is is ung choy, and ung choy is actually a relative of sweet potato, and you eat the shoot tips of that. It's it's really considered a, a delicacy in in Asian cuisine, but on the downside in Florida it's a noxious weed, <laughs> but it doesn't survive here because it's a annual plant for us. All right. So it grows vigorously during the hot months. (laughs) Um, All right. We've got a a few minutes left. Uh, Let's talk about some of the the root vegetables or or underground vegetables. Okay. Well, one would be garlic, but that's pretty universal. So I don't think we need to go into that one. Right. Pretty familiar with that one. Uh, The other is the white radish, commonly known as the daikon. And that's it can be a very thick white radish. It's going to be much bigger than your traditional little red radish. They're usually elongated, sort of like a carrot, but a lot thicker. And there's a couple different kinds, some that you plant in the spring and some you plant in the in the late summer to get that, that swollen white root. But it it's, can be eaten fresh. It can be pickled. It can be added to your kimchi. It, it's It's got a variety of uses. All right, and we only have a couple of minutes left. I would love to talk about some of these beans um, that are on your list. And now you've listed the soybean, which we know we can grow soybeans in Iowa, but we're talking about a different soybean from our field soybeans. Well, there are ones specifically for this purpose, but you can use traditional soybeans grown in the field. Is Basically, you harvest them while the pods are still green, and you um, soak the pods in, in salt water if you want them to taste good. And then and then cook them, boil them. And then you just kind of peel them open and eat, eat them like peanuts. And more people are growing edamame, which is a soybean as well in Iowa. I've, I've seen more people uh, take that on. Have you also grown edamame? Yeah, well, it's basically the same thing. Okay. Which, but it looks different than the than the traditional field soybean. Right, they're usually a, a different variety of it, but it's it's all basically the same stuff. All right, all right. Um, any other? How about the winged bean? Tell me about that. Uh, the winged bean is is very photoperiod sensitive, and there's there's like one that will kind of grow in Iowa. It's it's something maybe you want to do more in in a more a place with a warmer climate. So I wouldn't be real high on that one. But there is the yard-long bean, which is, like the name describes, it's not a yard long, but it's, it might be 18 inches long. So <laughs> it's, right. a, it's a really long bean. All right. And and uh, how would you eat that? I, I would cook it like you would a normal bean. All right. So just a, like, like a, a green bean. All right. So a lot more, uh, a lot more bean for your investment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get longer ones. So, you know, we only have a, about a minute left, Patrick. There are so many things that we can grow. If somebody wants to diversify the garden, where do they look? How do they get started? Uh, they, they can go to, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, Garden stores, or whatever, will have a pretty diverse selection of seeds or whatever. There's there's companies you can go to. I not that I'm endorsing anybody, but uh, Johnny Selected Seed has got a, a, a good selection of different uh, unusual vegetables. 
All right. So the internet is probably your best friend in, in really starting to look around and to come find, up with things to experiment with. Yeah, to find, find the, the most diverse things, yes. All right. Patrick O'Malley, Iowa State University Extension Horticulture Specialist. For more gardening information and tips, please subscribe to our Garden Variety Newsletter. You can find out more at iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. Can we heal the environment? In Kansas, we're working on it. Up From Dust is a podcast about how humans reshaped the world to fit urban landscapes and agricultural needs. We'll meet the people who are rolling up their sleeves to find more sustainable ways forward. Listen to Up From Dust from KCUR, part of the NPR Network. Garden Variety is a production of Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension. It's produced by me, Aaron Style, Caitlin Troutman, and the Iowa Public Radio talk show team. For more garden goodness, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Just go to iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. See you next time. <laughs>